Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. I always say my streaks end at seven, but not this time. We finally did it. We reached eight. Unfortunately for me, it's a bad streak. We've lost eight consecutive votes on Twitter. You can't make it up. We can't get too high. We can't get too low. Thank you for the votes. Let's stay the course. For as cold as we are right now, we will heat up again on Twitter. And when we go on that run, we're going to savor the moment and enjoy success because we will have earned it. This has been a tough little run, but this is what happens at times. So now let's recap the losing card for Thursday. Play number one, I don't regret. I lost the bet, so I guess I regret the result, but I don't regret the play. I played the Tampa Bay Rays over the two and a half runs in the first five. They scored two. Remember, I don't like the number two. I had to face three different pitchers. Had I got another trip around the order against Velasquez, I liked my odds. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Because once again, the Pirates used a pitcher in the fourth and a pitcher in the fifth against me. And the Rays, for as good as they've been all season hitting at home, they went 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position in the first five innings. I was oh so close to cashing that ticket not once, but twice. You backed it on Twitter, but not twice. Three times since I also backed it in my newsletter. So that was a really, really painful loss for me when the Rays couldn't get run number three home. I do cash on the Cardinals over the two and a half in the first five. They get the job done at plus money for me at a plus 110. I lose on the White Sox under the one and a half runs in the first five. This one really hurt. Chicago scored just two runs in 11 innings of baseball. Sure, they tacked on a run in the 12th, but we'll only talk about the first 11. And in the first five, I always talk about when you play the under one and a half, you're just a bloop and a blast away from losing. And that's unfortunately what Pablo Lopez did for the Twins. He gave up the bloop, then the blast came for the two-run dinger. That was the only mistake he made during the game, but it cost me the ticket. Then I had the Rockies under the two and a half in the first five. Wade Miley did a nice job for the Brew Crew. I get to cash that ticket at plus money, plus 105 there. So my two plus money plays on the podcast, both cashed. My two chalks, both lost. Then once again, I lose two more units on the Rays. Other newsletter play, well, the Blue Jays get the job done. They score four runs in the first five, but I laid the half a run, and they gave up eight runs in the first five. So twice now this season, I've been on Kevin Gosman on the road. He got rocked at Houston, and this time around, he got rocked at Boston, so I lose that ticket. Add it all together, I lose $57 on the day. Don't feel good about it, but if I would have got that Rays game home, it would have looked a whole lot different. So little uh, positivity, I guess, here. My daughter gave me a speech. She reminded me that you win some and you lose some. And then she told me, you got this, Dad, in reference to my recent struggles. And you know what? After that speech, I kind of felt bad because I bet on her opponent in tennis tonight. Yeah, I took money from my wife yet again. But at least I can say I can handicap eighth grade tennis. Maybe I'm really good at that. I don't know. They offered that online. I could uh, maybe make some money. But uh, right now, I'm just taking a unit at a time off my wife. 
taking the better player. But now let's get to the card for Friday. We start with Miami Marlins at the Chicago Cubs. So it's an afternoon game at Wrigley, and I need to play it after playing a round of golf yesterday with someone that had no idea Wrigley Field and the Cubs only played day games until 1988. Yes, Harry Carey, WGN, and Chicago Cubs baseball in the afternoon. Holy cow, was that perfect back in the day. It's Edward Cabrera going for the Marlins today. A 2-2 two and two record, a 4.670 ERA, a 1.74 whip. Cabrera has walked 25 batters in just 27 innings this season. You know I don't like walks. This is one of those back-to-back situations that I'm liking this season. He beat the Cubbies last time out, going five innings, giving up two runs on just three hits and walking five batters. Two starts against the Cubs last year, 10 innings, three runs allowed, so not bad there. The Cubbies are eighth best in OPS against righties. It's my back-to-back spot that I actually like hitting for once, and it's a trip down memory lane for me with afternoon baseball at Wrigley. No line yet on this game. I'm guessing it's going to be the Cubbies over the two and a half in the first five. I would expect plus money, but I'm going to put it in right now. We're going Chicago Cubs over the number in the first five against the Marlins. Next on the card, it's the Baltimore Orioles at the Atlanta Braves. So Max Fried is on the bump today for the Braves. He has a 2-0 record, a 0.45 ERA, and a 0.90 whip over 20 innings pitched this season. So that's a good start to the year for Freed. But guess what? I lost a first five under with him this year, and he's only given up one run all season. That's not easy to do, but he did it when he had to leave early against the Nationals in the opener, and the bullpen gave up that second run that cost me the ticket. Since his return, the Padres, the Astros, and the Mets couldn't score on him. He had a 2.42 ERA at home last year. The O's can hit. They're third best against lefties. They're fourth best on the road, and they're the fifth highest scoring team on the road. But you can cue that music. I'm going to take good pitching, probably great pitching, over good, if not great hitting here. I'm on the Orioles, under the one and a half runs in the first five, at a minus 110. Next up, we go back to St. Louis. It's the Detroit Tigers at the St. Louis Cardinals. Matthew Boyd gets the call today for the Tankers. He has a 1-2 and record, a 5.47 ERA, a 1.46 whip. Two or more runs allowed in all five starts this season. He's yet to complete six innings in a game. And last time out, Baltimore crushed him for six runs over five and two-thirds innings. He has a career 4.91 ERA, a 5.81 ERA on the road back in 2021 when he last logged significant innings. St. Louis cashed for me yesterday. This lineup is just too good to rank 21st in scoring. I don't have the stats on this, but when I've watched the Cardinals, it always seems like they hit smoking, line drives for outs. At some point, those hits are going to fall. The Cardinals rank 8th in OPS against lefties. They ranked 8th in OPS at home. The Cardinals have lost 6 straight, but don't count this team out in May. I like their sticks. I'm going to take St. Louis over the two and a half runs in the first five at a minus 120. Then the final game on the card for you, it's the Toronto Blue Jays at the Pittsburgh Pirates. So can you name the starter today? His major league career started in 2005 with the Chicago Cubs. He pitched for Baltimore in 2009. 
He then pitched for Boston from 2010 to 2012. He went to Cleveland in 2013, the LA Angels in 2014 without ever recording it out. So he has an ERA of infinity for them. That's kind of unusual. Then to the Yankees in 2014, back to Boston for 2015, then to the A's in 2016. He stayed out west with the Dodgers from 2016 to 2019, and then was finally cheap enough to join my Minnesota Twins in 2020. And then he was really cheap for the Tampa Bay Rays to sign him in 2021. Then he went to the Mets in 2021, then back to Boston for the third time in 2022, and now with Pittsburgh. Yes, it's old man Rich Hill, age 43. He's on the hill for the Pirates today. A 3-2 and two record, a 4.18 ERA, and a 1.39 whip. A career 3.85 ERA. I won't go team by team. That would take too long. A 4.27 ERA last year. Blue Jay batters are hitting a career 279 against him. The Jays hitting splits are mid-pack, but Hill has given up seven home runs already this season. The Jays have a heart of the order that can do some real damage. This is a gut play here, but I like the Toronto Blue Jays over the two and a half runs in the first five at a plus 100. So three overs on the card for me today. It's a rare day that I'd like to see some runs. So let's recap the card for a Friday. In the Windy City, I'm going to be on the Chicago Cubs, projected over two and a half in the first five. I'm on the Baltimore Orioles, under the one and a half in the first five, at a minus 110. I'm on the St. Louis Cardinals, over the two and a half in the first five, at a minus 120. And I'm on the Toronto Blue Jays, over the two and a half runs, in the first five, at a plus 100. So that's your card for Friday. As always, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.